I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. At Irish Life Health, we reward you for embracing a healthier lifestyle. With our benefit plan, you can get up to 250 euro back on things like fitness wearables, gym membership, or sports club membership, like your local GAA club. Search Irish Life Health. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life Health. Irish Life Health Act is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Call us to see exactly what's covered. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Variety Hour, the show that, much like your pale skin and the hot Australian sun, probably won't last the hour. And I'm Sebastian. Are you, are you suggesting we're all going to be red-faced at the end of this episode? I would never hope that any of you would ever <laughs> be any sort of faced. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you have no opinion about my face at all. Yep. Andy Schossler's face, by the way. <laughs> I'm Alex. Boo. <laughs> Boo that man. I was I was listening back to like our, our first couple of episodes and you're like, coffee is just dirt water. Yeah. What a hot take. <laughs> um soft drink is just sugar water. Correct. And I'm Alex. Good. Yep. There more you go. Statements that you're firm on. Facts. The Actually, government just- is poisoning our water with fluoride to mind control us. <laughs> Just quickly, because this show as anything goes, I was watching a recent uh, show about uh, another rivalry between Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Back in the 90s, there was this craze of making everything a clear liquid for no reason other than it looks cool. Um, Pepsi kind of went on board and, and kind of tried to sell it as a... Uh, as a as a healthier option of Pepsi. Tasted like Pepsi, but was completely clear. Mm. Coca-Cola, just in a dick move, took a tab, uh, one of its one of its drinks that it didn't really didn't really care about, and deliberately tanked it by uh, selling it as a as a as a healthy drink, taking out the sugar, taking out the caffeine, deliberately tanking sales by making the advertising all about uh, health and women and making it uh, appeal to the feminine market. In order, in in order for Pepsi sales to, to be hurt, and they and they achieved. So it. it's like, oh. yeah, if you tried this one, you're going to hate the other one, sort of thing. They oh. they they sacrificed their own product just to spite Pepsi. <laughs> I admire that level of spite. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm not going to name names, but I, I was I sought out a sponsor for one of our shows, and we were declined, which I was very hurt by. <laughs> and I was like, well, in the variety hour. I'm going to just give them a bad review. <laughs> I haven't done that. But it's like my instant thought was, fuck them. May so- the bridges I burn light the way. <laughs> so it's fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. I'm not angry. It's fine. Don't. Fine. You'll be begging for us in a year. 
So, um, what do you guys have to talk about today? Well, since we're talking about good and evil, <laughs> because I hate <laughs> evil in this case, <laughs> and the ambiguous nature therein, uh, The Good Place on Netflix. Oh, are are any of you watching it? Yeah. Yep. Great show, right? I can't believe. Oh, I mean, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised that a show that has at its core morality and and the philosophy of of morality is a successful comedy show in 2018. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But I want to tread lightly here. Alex, you haven't seen it? No. Yeah, okay, anyone okay, yeah, yeah. that has not seen it, please go watch it. My and, God. And watch it from the beginning. Don't start later mm. on. Don't read into it. Watch it from the very beginning. You need to go through the journey. One of the amazing okay. things about the show is it will reinvent itself every season or just before every season. Something will happen, which is not a spoiler, but it will change the direction of the narrative. And they yeah. have done it consistently, I think twice in season two, once in season one. Yeah. It's already happened three or four episodes into season three. And it's organic. Yeah. The, the story flows very nicely and it's very satisfying What's to watch it through. What's the Good it? Place. The Good Place. And okay. Ted fucking Danson, how good is oh, he? He's incredible in it. I mean, he's never been disappointing, but I can't believe how mm. good he is in this. So it is on Netflix, but it's one of those ones that they release week to week as a- and I oh, wanted okay. to say that how how frustrating mm-hmm. is it to watch a weekly release of all of all places you expect to just drop an entire season so mm. you can binge it? Netflix is deliberately feeding it one episode mm. <laughs> at a time. Well, I was yeah. excited. I started watching it when season two was complete, so okay. I was able to jump on and binge two and seasons straight off. Okay. And then the waiting game began. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very funny, um, very cleverly written. And yeah. the fact that it is always so fresh. It has to be one of the smartest. I mean, I remember yeah. to call it a sitcom. It is a sitcom. But it it's, it's, but it's so clever. much more yeah. at the same time. Yeah. One of one of those examples where when when Americans are not afraid to be subtle, are not afraid to be clever, they don't talk down to their audience, they just tell a good story. It works. Cool. It really works. I wish more producers would Take that advice. I um, I will give that a go. I've, good, good, good. I've how how long are the episodes? Twenty six minutes. It's, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Regular oh, length with yeah, ads, but they're about ads. half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. Say, well, and how many seasons? Three. Two, two are out. Three is four or five episodes in now. And yeah. how many episodes per season? Twelve, thirteen ish. Thirteen. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Okay, that's so pretty I on my week off. This coming week, I would definitely have enough time to oh, catch up. You'll 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 mm. knock it over in a weekend, absolutely. Oh, I will say, brilliant. Adam from our work, Alex, yeah. um, is the one that put me onto the show originally. Oh, sweet! Okay. He's a very good taste. He's into like Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. And he, <laughs> he gave me. Uh, I didn't have internet there for a good while because I moved into a new apartment, mm. and um, he actually just randomly showed up with a hard drive full of stuff. Oh, that's lovely. Need to watch. Um, yeah. Just like new stuff. Legally obtained stuff <laughs> oh, that he, he paid for the extra license fee to make sure that he could lend it to a friend and all that. Definitely, yeah, yeah, all definitely. Covered, yeah. yeah. Wink. But very, <laughs> he, has a, he has very good taste. He put me very, onto yeah. it and did not disappoint. The, the shocking thing was he told me on the Monday, on the Wednesday when I saw him, like, okay, it's done. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I mean, trying to get my wife back on board. We started watching it together and then she couldn't watch for a day or two, but then I'd finished the entire show. Uh-huh. And since then I've actually rewatched building up to season three, seasons one and two again. And she still hasn't seen it. She's up to like episode five of season one. So I'm like, the show is so much more. You haven't seen anything yet. Just watch the damn show. <laughs> Trust me. It's so frustrating when you're like, this is great. You need yep. to experience it. <laughs> Alex, what have you done? Well, this week uh, I took my wife to go see The First Man, or is it just called First Man? It's the sort of biopic about- uh, Is this the moon landing? Yeah, Neil oh, Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like everything that- 
Like he he wasn't military trained. He was it was like private. He, he was an air force pilot. All the astronauts were air force pilots. No, he was a civilian. No. Well, in this film, he was a civilian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, the, the the space program drew uh, on the on the air force for its candidates. A lot of them, yeah. That he, all of them. He <laughs> there wasn't a single astronaut that was not an air force pilot. I'm going to do some <laughs> fact-checking right now. Was the, the real... I mean, um, do you not remember I Dream of Genie? Where, uh, what's his name, Lieutenant Tony... Tony, God, I can't even remember the name. But he was an Air Force pilot and, and they were all about the space program. Um, <laughs> well, you've got me questioning. No, you haven't got me questioning. I am absolutely certain. I will stake my reputation on this He on this fact. went to the interview as... Um, Okay, so he was he was uh, a navy pilot, oh, but he. Oh, okay, I, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Thank he, you for just casually he, acknowledging that I'm absolutely not right. Currently serving in the military when he applied for NASA. Is this Ryan Gosling? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Sorry, I was just doing some behind the scenes work just then. I just came back in. Ryan Gosling is that, is that who we're talking about though? No, Neil Armstrong. But he's played by. Yes, yeah, oh, played okay. by, yeah, yeah. He left the service in 1952 and returned to college. A few years later, joined the National Advisory Committee of Aeronautics, NACA, which later became the National Aeronautics yep. of Space Administration. I think what we're finding out here is that you are both so, correct, that he was, yes, in fact, a member of the military and, but, in fact, a civilian at yes, the time. He was not um, serving military, uh, serving in the military. He wasn't active at the time. When okay. he was recruited. Of course, for, he was in the space program. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, all right. All right. I'll I'll concede. I concede yes. nothing for but the for the they, peaceful for the peaceful continuation of the show. Yeah. I will concede that you were so, correct, Alex, and I was sorry to you. doubt. Was you. I yes. more correct though by not entering the fray? I feel like I avoided a bombshell here. So um, I uh, yeah. So quick question: mm. Did Apollo thirteen do it better, as far as a space movie is concerned? I don't remember that movie at all, to be honest. You Houston, are dead to me. We have a problem. <laughs> It's in the title card of our other episodes. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I, I well, formally I'm, disassociate myself with you, no, Alex. <laughs> I will say I have watched it. I have not watched it in a very yeah. long time yeah. and I have... And it, Tom Hanks, is it? Yeah. 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 The, yeah. I, it's the only actor I can actively tell you was in that movie. Okay, well, what did, what did you think of First Man? Um, it was pretty good. Okay. Um, I... It was... I like that sort of space stuff and like making it feel like you're you're small and yes, you know all that and which that really did and it made it very relatable. Like I had no idea that he lost a daughter. Oh, a okay, yeah. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> that's a, a, like a a big issue in this film is he loses a daughter very early on. Um, sorry, this while, is while he's in the program, or just uh, she died when she was young. She was she died when she okay, was young. Okay. Spoiler yeah. alert: Everyone dies, yeah. <laughs> not just in this movie, <laughs> but especially people in this movie. Not yes. me, Seb. But like, oh. it, it, it just it shows like how human he was, and yeah. like, um, it was just I, like very it felt authentic to me. Like the I okay the movie started like just after six or something. And I had been awake since like three thirty that morning, so like I was very tired when I watched it. Yeah, but it probably put me in the right headspace, and it, it got me. Like it was, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Um, one of the one of the um, I, I don't know if it's addressed in the film. I'm curious to know if it is. 
Mm. One of the uh, little-known um, facts about the whole mission is that it was that Apollo 11 was supposed to be the first attempt to land on the moon, and they were literally seconds away from uh, aborting the um, the the landing because of a concern about fuel. Yeah, is that is that is 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 that in it? Is that referenced at all? It's um, so yeah. When when they're going down, it's like literally like a, you know you you've got ten percent, and then they keep firing and it's like no you're getting like really low it's like four percent two percent um and yeah so it is like sort of like that's that's a real tension point okay um but like another thing like all the friends that he makes are other are other astronauts and all the missions before that all the gemini missions uh-huh yes and like just all of the fuck-ups that happen yes like all that well, it's they're just, learning they're doing yeah, it for the well, first time yeah but like it's just like it's Heart wrenching, like okay. some of the stuff. So you recommend it? Yeah, oh, high recommend. Go, right. and, go and see this film. Like um, Ryan Gosling is not Ryan Gosling. Yeah, to, to me, <laughs> he's in, Neil Armstrong. We discussed this, didn't we? In this film, he's not Ryan Gosling to me. He's Good. not okay. like that charming, handsome character. He's awkward, um, in a sense, like you, kind of like almost antisocial in a way. Okay, but, but, but like as Neil Armstrong would have been like okay oh so going so, through this uh, the the struggles okay yeah very in good in that sense so yeah no i thoroughly enjoyed this film i look forward to it mm. i yeah. also have a film to speak about um i went along to see old man and the gun it's the latest <laughs> uh robert redford film um done by david lowry it was David Lowry. Yeah. I made a joke a few nights ago to you about this, calling it Old Men and Their Balls, and now that's the only thing I <laughs> that's that's all I can think of when I hear the title. I'm so sorry of what you've done to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so um yeah, it's got Robert Redford, Casey Affleck, uh Sissy Spacek, and Danny Glover's in it. Um Oh, and Tom Waits was the other guy, of course. I just completely I Tom, thought it, as in the singer uh, Tom yeah, Waits. I thought I recognized the old hey, guy. Wow. Tom I, Waits for no man. Or he waited <laughs> for this man. I will say Danny Glover, I uh, barely recognized him. He is yeah. in the time from when I last saw him to now, which is, I guess, sore to now. It feels like he's aged probably like 10 years, which I think is very accurate, but he looks like a geriatric well, by this point. Saw was 2001. Yeah. yeah. Tw- but, almost 20 years ago. So I haven't seen him properly for a while, but yeah, he, um, I, I just, only going through the cast list, I realized it was him. Right. So the premise of the film is um, Robert Redford plays. It's based off a true story. They do say it's based loosely, even in the opening scroll for the credits, um, called Forrest Tucker. So he, is it is is it kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody? In this that is it, more of a fantasy. Uh, okay, more of a okay. yeah. So <laughs> I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal. Bottle. Oh my god. <laughs> That's great. That brought back memory. That's a quote of Tom Waits. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Champagne for my real friends and, and real pain for my sham friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate you all, especially yeah. me for going along with this. <laughs> so yeah, he plays Forrest Tucker. Um, he's a notorious bank robber who, well, at least in the movie, non-violently goes around and charms people while robbing banks, and mm-hmm. then he's broken out of prison sixteen times. And they, wow. there's a scene where they go through how each breakout went. It's actually quite, it's actually one of the funnier moments because it's like 15, literally, like, because it's going through, like, he's written this to hand to someone, okay. tell them how he did it. And it's like number 14 or 15. It's like, I literally can't remember how he got out this time. <laughs> it's just, it just happened. But I hated this film. Um, okay. So remember, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, I know you saw it, Alex, because we did it as part of our review, but have you seen Zodiac at all, Andrew? I love Zodiac. I do too. 
I like that it was drawn out, really well paced and slow yeah. for that kind of film. It's, it's a that? two and a half hour film. Yeah, it's long. But it doesn't feel long. I mean, yeah. you're along for the ride the whole way. I was alone in recommending that one when we did the review before you joined the show because Zane, I just, I think it did like, it wasn't one of his favourite things. Uh, and Alex, it was a particularly tedious film. You've so. got a brother in me. Thank you. You got a friend in me. No, that's not. That's <laughs> not. Newman. That's, I was like, that's Randy not Tom Newman. Waits. <laughs> Newman. Um, so it's, there's like a subplot in this film where um, the Affleck boy is hunting down um, this bank robber and his two, or there's, there's three of them, three old guys. Right. That part of the story is fun. It reminded me of Zodiac only because this um, Affleck, uh, Casey Affleck, kind of looks like a cross between Mark Ruffalo and Ben Stiller, okay. just his face. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, Mark Ruffalo is one of the detectives in Zodiac. Yeah. I can go with this. That I didn't mind. He had a nice little subplot with his family. All great. Robert Redford killed this for me. Wow. He, I don't mind him as an actor. Like I, I enjoy him sometimes and other times he's just nothing for me. But this film made me just like him. But he's written and played like he's very charming. So it's not like he was a character that was written to make me dislike him. I just did not like his performance. He have, was, you seen, have you seen Spy Game? Years ago, but it, yeah. Yeah. Would you say his character was similar to- Worse. Well, worse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was effectively speaking in trailer one-liners. You know how they always end a trailer right. with like a punchy, that's what she said, sort of like tone of moment. And that was his dialogue through that the was whole film? every fucking line. Wow. And everything he said was like, literally, you could have ended a, a trailer on it. <laughs> and well, hey, you might, as, as the writer director, look at this punchy dialogue I've written. No, mate, no, stop. <laughs> it was just for that one character too. So it wasn't even like the whole film was just people shouting on lights. It's just Robert Redford. And he delivered it every time. Like it had a full fucking period behind it. Like this is the done. He wasn't just ending every scene like this. This was every, every line. Every line. How tedious. Um, also the editing was off. So he'd be having a conversation with <gasps> the lead actress. So she'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And it cuts to her over, over, over her shoulder for his response. But they would do the cut as he's like a quarter of the way through the first word in a way that's meant to sound like he's answering quite punchily to what she's saying. So it's kind of build this pace there. But then he'd still speak in the same like pace that I'm speaking at now. So he's not being punchy with his dialogue. They're just giving him a punchy first word. Okay. So it's making this artificial pace that is not there in his delivery. So, so it just feels staggered. and Yeah. Okay. He's just getting old by the sound <laughs> of it. Like he just needs to. <laughs> text, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he forgot after the first word what he was saying and he had to slow down to remember. Oh, maybe. <laughs> it just felt like. You know, I've got a gun. <laughs> you know when you've got like a Tarantino film and there's all that wonderful snappy dialogue? Yeah. It feels like the director has attempted to edit for that, but that's not what Robert Redford was there to do. And it wasn't recorded that way. No. It, was, it wasn't recorded no. punchy. Okay. So it, it felt like a mess. That wasn't for the entire film. That was at least for the first half hour. It was only a 90 minute film, so it's short. Yeah. But yeah, it was that. Uh, I felt the film was really catering towards, funnily enough, the Robert Redford audience. So people in their 60s and above. Right. And it kind of had this snooty how good are the elderly thing for it which is fine i've got lots of movies that are like how good is it to be young too <laughs> but we're sitting there in the screening and everyone you're here you're hearing a distinct over 60s giggle every time a joke comes on <laughs> in the audience and it just <laughs> like partially <that. laughs> yeah like these horrible chuckles of superiority around me and it, okay <laughs> maybe it was the environment or that but it <laughs> Where's my butterscotch? Yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. And it was quite boring. <laughs> and if I were to tell you- A bank robbery is, film is boring. Yes. it was Because wow. all the heists were literally him walking in. 
very charming, opening up this, the side of his waistcoat to show them a gun okay. and be like, I'd like to speak to your manager sort of thing. So and then you go it- and have a chat and they hand a bag around, would fill it up and you'd walk out with right. it. So there wasn't even like a hold up scene. So is that done as a montage or there no, are scenes there's devoted? There's a couple to- of them. There's okay. like three or four of them. Right. Because they're showing like the pattern of these guys while the detectives are hunting them down. But the detective story is there, oh, so it's but not- it's such a- Okay, so it's not him recalling this story. The, no, no, it's just to done. a journalist. It's just showing the story as it goes along. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, all right. Yeah. yeah, it was very repetitive in that in that sense. Like I said, his dialogue was just stupid. But if I were to picture the movie, Robert Redford is a charismatic bank robber that goes along with two other elderly gentlemen and robs banks all across America. I gave you that as a, as a basis of a film and you went off and wrote something and you decided to take no risks, no chances and write every cliche. That is this film. They did not deviate from what I just said. That's a shame. Like there was no moment like, is he going to do this or that? No, he just does everything by that playbook. And if it's written off base of a true story, that's fine. But they said they kind of loosely done yeah. it. If you're going to be loose, do something. Yeah. It, so, sound, it sounds like a lecture from the actual guy would be more interesting than the film yeah, about definitely. his exploits. You remember uh, Catch Me If You Can? Yes. That's the a real, great version. Of the real film. Frank Abagnale uh, Jr., he's done several speeches. In fact, that was, that was one, of the, one of the reasons he got out of being in jail, that he would go around educating mm. people. But there's, there's a couple of his speeches available on, on YouTube or, or Google, and it's fascinating to listen to him talk about exactly what he did and, and why he did it. Had the movie been just that, mm. of explaining how he how he did stuff, it would have been terrifically boring. Yeah. But hearing him talk about it is is fantastic. Whereas this film feels like the opposite. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say with our, I guess, our normal rating format, I strongly do not recommend this <laughs> film. It wasn't, it's just boring. And that is, it's the same problem we had with Blair Witch earlier. Like it's yeah. just doing nothing special for us. Right. And that's yeah. the problem. It's a shame. Yeah. So fuck it. Don't see it. <laughs> Don't support independent cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show that even Robert Redford has a mortgage to pay. <laughs> yes. Because this is like, he's Still? retired, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, okay. So just a reminder, if you haven't heard our last episode, a bunch of us are going to be at Brisbane Supernova this weekend coming up. So between the, I think it's the 10th, 11th and the 12th, or is it the 9th, the 10th and 11th? Whatever the Friday, Saturday and Sunday coming up right after this episode are. On the Saturday, 10.30 to 11.30, Zane, myself and two other people from That's Not Canon Productions are doing a panel on podcasting, how to get started and what it's like doing podcasting in Australia uh, called So You Think You Can Podcast. After that, on the Sunday... Between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., the all four of us will be at the That's Not Canon Productions booth, which I believe is booth 248 if you're checking your brochures for the event. Um, we'll be doing a live taping of the coming up Variety Hour. So if you want to drop by, give us your two cents in your own little mini review, and we'll do a bit of a <laughs> compilation that goes into that week's episode. So, Or just shout out requests. Just shout out films, and we'll give you a quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Shout out song titles and we'll give you as much of the chorus as we can remember. Oh, good. I like when I'm, <laughs> I like when I'm put up for singing because that is the thing I like to do the most. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'd love to see you come on down. Something, something, something. Talk to us. Something, something. And scene. Well, thank you very much for listening to our show here today. There's a few ways that you can get in contact with us and support the show if you are interested. We can first be found on Facebook slash or .com slash second take, I would assume. Uh, from there, if you're interested, we do have a link on our main page to our merch store. You can get some shirts with my face on it. It's pretty good. Uh, there are also other things you can do. 
like our website, which is www.secondtagpodcast.com or .com, however you want to say it. If you don't like the traditional way of using the internet, you can find us through Twitter at Second Take TNC. And if you want to give us your money, all of it, just give it to us. Patreon.com forward slash Second Take. And that's a thing that we all did in one take. Good job, team. Thumbs up. Yeah. Can't wait to listen to this every week for every another million years. Week. For yeah. Years. Well, I've yeah. been Alex. I've been Andy. <laughs> I've been here. Me too. My name is Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Zane. The end. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.